Hello, Rainbow Readers. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to our mini-sode for the first half of October. Yes, I was going to say, we do name them like on our own personal records, but I don't remember at all what number we're on. I think it's like six or seven. Mm. And it doesn't matter. Who knows? But we have something special this mini-sode. Not only do I have the new releases for the first half of October, but we also have a little talk about Band Books Week which will be the week that we are releasing this episode. So stay tuned for the whole episode to hear about that. So, girl, we got some good ones coming up. I'm hoping to hear because, you know, one of my favorite times of year is Halloween season, October. So hopefully we have some spooky No, we don't have any spooky books because those, I think, release in September. I see. So these are of the upcoming holiday season. We're already skipping to Christmas. And you know what? That is, my, that is my complaint with commercialism. I think we go straight from the 4th of July to Christmas. Well, I, I'll admit, I start reading holiday books in November. Yeah. Like, I'll just let myself because I want... The world is so bleak and grim sometimes. It's like, let me have my fucking Christmas spirit. You want to embrace the Christmas spirit early. And meanwhile, I want I Halloween do. to last from October 1st to December 23rd. <laughs> we put our Christmas tree up <laughs> so early last year. I was like, everything sucks. Everything's terrible. Give me Christmas. All right. Because I do love the Christmas. So Ho, ho, ho. Let's go. <laughs> I have, for October 4th, this is a much-anticipated prequel I have not read it, but it is The First to Die at the End by Adam Silvera. So, They Both Die at the End is a very popular queer YA book. I've heard of this book, but I have not read this book. I have not read this book because the title is absolutely true. They they both indeed do die at the end. I'm not giving any fucking spoilers away. It is in the title, people. So, But... I think this is a much-beloved book. They both die at the end. People go crazy over it. And this is the prequel. So the first to die at the end follows two new strangers who spend the day together after Death Cast first makes their fateful calls. I think the original is they have this computer or something. I don't know. Please don't come at me if I'm completely wrong. Come at her. Come at her. Do not. They call and then they say, today's your day to die or something like that. And then you like have one day till you die. That's a shame. That's terrible. So this story celebrates the lasting impact two people can have on each other and the importance of living life to the fullest. So if you if you're a big fan of they both die at the end, uh, the first to die at the end is coming up for you. Another sequel that we have is called A Scatter of Light by Melinda Lowe. Ooh, Melinda Lowe is good. Yeah, so A Scatter of Light is another beautiful queer coming-of-age story that um, is by the author of The Last Night at the Telegraph Club. I actually own this book, and I haven't read it yet, but it's set in the same world as The Last Night of the Telegraph Last Night at the Telegraph Club, but it's set in 2013 against the backdrop of the Supreme Court decision surrounding the legalization of gay marriage. So it's a historical fiction, whereas I think last night at the Telegraph Club was like set in the 50s. I didn't read that one. I know Melinda Lowe from Ash, which was very good. Okay, I really want to do also, we should read The Last Night at the Telegraph Club and then A Scatter of Light. So A Scatter of Light also gives us a glimpse of Lily and Kath's life since 1955, 
I really want to read both of these since we haven't done any historical fiction yet. I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming into that. Okay, okay. <laughs> and last from October 4th is mine. I actually requested an arc of this on NetGalley, so I'm hoping for it. But it's a You're a Mean One, Matthew Prince. I by, cannot. That is too cute. Yes, by Timothy Janofsky. This book is just for me. It's fun, festive, Christmassy rom-com. And You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, actually, they say it's like a combination of The Grinch and Shit's Creek. Okay. This, I can sink my teeth into. Yeah, this is on the list, so stay tuned, because this will be one of ours that we review in December. So it's a young, rich, spoiled socialite gets sent away for the holidays to his grandparents' festive small town. I cannot wait for this. And this the cover, is my type of Christmas thing. And the cover's so cute. It's so cute. So that's what we have for October 4th. And then you got October 11th. Okay, I wish... To, is there any way we can do a drum roll? I know we can't, but just add the drum roll. Mistakes were made by, Mer- <laughs> by Meryl Wisner or Wisner. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. You've been talking about this book for literally all... Of- fucking year i'm yes, glad it's true. that it's finally here that you can review this book for yes, our lovely rainbow i can't readers. wait okay so guys i got the net galley arc of this but like easily six months ago it seems like it's been it, it's five years ago because i've heard this book once a week for <laughs> ever since it's been a long fucking time okay and i i usually try to space my reviews to close to when they're coming out so that i can remember what they're about I read this the second I got the book. Yeah. I read it. And let me tell you, I read Meryl Wisner's previous book to this, which was called uh, Something to Talk About. And that was really cute. It was set in Hollywood. It was a great slow burn story. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I loved it. In fact, I can only remember like a tidbit about it. Girl, when I tell you that mistakes were made, fucked me up in the best kind of way. First of all, it I, okay, I don't want to tell you a lot about it because I want to review it. Anyways, everybody, on October 11th, go to your local indie bookstore or download the ebook of Mistakes Were Made. It was hilarious. It was fun. It was sexy as hell. And it was an age gap romance. Yeah. It was so good. You're like, yes, I know. You've already told me about this a million trillion yeah, times. Yeah, I'm trying to act like I haven't already heard <laughs> everything about this book 27 times. But but I'm excited to read it. I yeah, to read it's it, gonna, and then, we'll, then we'll talk about it at some point it will, in the very near future. Yes. And then we have Season of Love by Helena Greer. And this book is described as a, this is funny, a queer Jewish Hallmark type holiday rom-com about a bisexual artist who's forced to return home to her family's Christmas tree farm and falls in love with the tree farm's butch manager. Yes, bring on the butches. Yes, bring on the butches. So I think that one sounds good too. I think you would like that. I'll definitely check that one out. And then the last but not least is When Things Happen Together by Jordan Clayton Lewis. Two travelers on an Australian road trip. Two numbers that will change their lives forever. This is a story about seizing the moment, finding a sense of home, and embracing love when it comes knocking. This sounds awesome, too, and I'll just tell you this right now. I'm a sucker for anything involving a road trip. I do like a road trip. Remember the little story that I read that I don't know if you um, had a chance to pick it up yet, the um, Melt With You? 
That was a cute oh no, little, I did that not. That was a cute little road trip story. Yeah, I first of all, I fucking love a road trip. Yeah, like I. There's a reason I like road trips. Number one, because I am a passenger princess and I don't have to do any of the driving because Ren hates my driving, <laughs> which is great. So fine, whatever. I'll sit on my ass. I read books and I eat snacks. Yeah. And I get food from Bucky's. I've never been to Bucky's. How have you? I know there's not a lot of Bucky's, and I know I think they probably are a little bit problematic. They don't give their money to great causes. But when I tell you, you could eat off the floor in their bathrooms, and they have the best food. They have like real food there that's actually good. I've heard about them. And they have these cinnamon pecans that are warm that you get in a cone, and they're so fucking good. And I'm like, that's all I want to do. It's my second favorite part of when we go on vacation is I have to say we have to stop at Bucky's so we can get snacks. The thing that stands out in my mind that I've heard about Bucky's, one of my lesbian friends was telling me about Bucky's. Yeah. And said that their mascot is a beaver. <laughs> and they and have she said that they really missed the mark with the merchandise that they could have taken it a little in a different direction. I don't think they wanted to, but they do sell something called beaver nuggets and you could eat a whole bag of beaver nuggets. Hmm. So I don't know. Get it if you get a chance. Check out Bucky's. They're, I'm gonna check it out at some point. I think you should, and I, I also, I would like a Bucky shirt. But my children were like, "We will not see you in public if you're wearing a shirt with a giant beaver on it." Hmm. So whatever. But I got a Bucky's cup. Don't you worry. To each their own, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. So moving on from our discussion about Bucky's and their beaver delights, we are gonna have a terrible segue into banned books week (laughs) awesome let's talk about beaver nuggets and then how the government is terrible and they're trying to control what people read awesome that's great so banned books this week in 2022 is from september 18th through the 24th and also i just want to say um a lot of this information that i'm giving you about Banned Books Week came from an article in the Washington Post from June of 2020, so that will be linked in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Cool. So according to an April report from PEN America, there are 1,586 instances of books being banned during the nine-month period from July 1st, 2021 to March 31st of 2022. Texas Obviously trash. Obviously trash. Had the most bans. No offense to you, LGBTQ plus no, Texas. If you're listening we from Texas, you. we love you. We but love you. I'm really sorry that your um, your government is garbage. And followed by Pennsylvania, Florida, and Oklahoma. So none of those are like much of a surprise. Right. So there is a difference between a book ban and when a book is just challenged. So when a book is challenged, anybody in the community can raise a concern about a book's placement in a collection like at a library or curriculum. So then this kind of sets off an evaluation of the material. Hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the book's going to be banned. It can mean that parts of the books are taken out or it would require like a permission slip to read it. However, when a book is fully outright banned, it's completely removed from the curriculum or the library's collection. Wow. So the top reasons that a book is challenged are, take a wild guess. That they have um, gay people in them. Yes, they're LGBTQ books, 
books that have to do with sex or abortion or even teen pregnancy and puberty. Because God forbid kids actually talk about reality. God forbid fucking kids know what's happening to their own bodies during puberty. Yeah, just try to ignore it, kids. It'll go away. Actually, it won't go away. Wait a minute. Is that if? If I could have gotten rid of my period by just wishing it away, is that what you're saying? If no? you just close your eyes and click your heels or oh, something, okay. maybe it'll disappear. Yeah, let's definitely not talk about it. And also, books that have to do with racism and race. And I do want to say this. Obviously, it's probably not a shock that politically I am very aligned with the left. Mm-hmm. But... The right aren't the only ones who are out banning, trying to get books banned. You're correct on There's that. There's a lot of liberals that want books like To Kill a Mockingbird and Huckleberry Finn also banned because of racist language. And I'm just going to come out and say, fuck that shit too. Right. Like, I have no partisanship in this at all. I don't think that that's right one tiny bit. To Kill a Mockingbird is a great book. Okay, so here we have... I think this is from the um, American Library Association. So these are the top banned books this year. So for 2022, these are the most banned books. Number one, genderqueer, and it was banned for LGBTQIA content, and it's sexually explicit. I have a copy of this. I'm going to look at it, and I'll get back with you guys and actually say if it's sexually explicit or not. Yeah, I think we're going to actually do a an episode in the future on some of these banned books, and we're yes. going to discuss what about them is so damn offensive exactly. that they taken off the shelves. Correct. And then you have Lawn Boy. That was banned for the same reasons as Genderqueer. Then you have another book called All Boys Aren't Blue. And I think that's a memoir-type book, and that also, LGBTQ content, sexually explicit, and profanity. And just keep in mind, guys, when I'm telling you the reasons that they're banned, this is not from my personal experience. This is what the American Library Association is saying that the reasons were given that they're banned, not that I think any of these things are accurate. Um, Out of Darkness, because it has depictions of abuse, The Hate You Give... Have you read this? No. That's an excellent YA book. Excellent. I The kids have read it for um, homeschool, and they're saying it has pro- profanity, violence, and an anti-cop message. Uh, that's just, I mean, I can speak to this because I've read it. My kids have read it. That's bullshit. Um, the Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, that also I made Ethan read for school. They said profanity and sexual references. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, um, it's sexually explicit and degrading to women. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. What the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. Child sexual abuse. Um, This book is gay for providing sex ed and, of course, LGBTQIA content and Beyond Magenta, which also has LGBTQIA content. There's also plenty of other books that have been banned. You and I were talking about, there's a book called Drama by Raina Telgemeier, which is a graphic novel, and my child Lily has read it, and she absolutely loved it, so I read it. And it does have, like, gay characters in it, but there is not one shred of anything in there that is remotely offensive, unless you're just offended by... People being gay in general? Gay people existing. Correct. So, I guess if that's what you find offensive, you absolute fucks. (laughs) So, here's... How do you really feel about it? So, here's what I want to say about this. (laughs) 
And I can speak to this stuff because I homeschool. So that means I am largely in control of what, not, not largely, completely in control of what my children read. And you know what? They need to read basically anything except smut. Yeah. Because opening your kids' eyes to other ways of thinking, other people, other cultures is good. And on top of that, even if something is a little bit more explicit than I would like, that opens up avenues of conversation. And I know what my kids are reading because I assign the books. So we can have these conversations if something they don't understand or it's like weird to them or any of that stuff. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And also, we cannot act like removing these books removes the existence of LGBTQIA people, much, I'm sure, to the dismay of these people who are banning books. Right. So, not a fan of banning books. Also going to say again, not a fan of banning books like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Lily is listening to that on audio right now. It's important. It's a great piece of literature and important for kids to listen to, even though some of it may not be pleasing to us now. Well, and I think to blind yourself to the reality of the past does everyone a huge disservice. This is how things were. Right. It's kind of like when we were talking about one last stop in the last podcast that we did. That story about homophobia in the past was extremely powerful to me. That's one of the few times that I've cried over a book in the past, like, ten years. Right. And it was reality. That was reality. Yeah, and I think that it's very important, too, for especially my two kids are Gen Zers. And when I tell you they are the most ferocious, passionate kids about social issues, they make me proud every single fucking day about how... They see the world is so different than how I did when I was their age, and it's awesome. But to that end, they need to know that it wasn't always like this. No. And it's still, even as far as we've come, is as far as we have to go. And they have to know about these things. And also, you never know when your kids are reading these books, if they're seeing themselves represented and they may need to come out or they may need to see positive representation and just know that they're not alone. I just don't, I just don't understand. Yeah, some kids are really inspired by these stories of the past, and it helps them to see ways to change the world and helps them to see ways to do things differently. And I think to rob them of these stories and of this reality and only to show things to them in a certain light, you really limit their creativity and you limit the way that they, the lens that they have on the world. Like, let them expand that lens on their own. But I think they, that's the point of all these Karens and Kens who are out there banning books and saying that their children shouldn't be exposed. You know what? Hey, I'm all for parental rights. Like, I'm totally down with it. If you don't want your kid to read The Hate You Give or Gender Queer or whatever, fine. I Whatever, dude. Shelter your kid until they get out in the world. That's your business as a parent. I'm not going to be one to say that your parental rights should be trampled. However, that absolutely does not give you the fucking right to take these away from other children. I don't need you as a parent to protect my kids from jack shit. Right. Because I'll do that on all on my own. Thank you very, very much. 
or other people's kids. It's none of your business what other people are allowing their children to read. Yeah. So, on that note, don't ban books. Thank you. We come out on the side of anti-book banning. <laughs> right. Just to clarify yeah, our position if, if anyone is confused. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, anti. Anti. Book banning. Of all sorts, actually. All sorts. All sorts. Just don't fucking do it, people. Yeah. Let people read what they want to read. Yeah. This uh, this is going to definitely get the little E. We all, I'm telling you, we they all get the E now. Okay. I just never know what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, frankly. Don't ban our podcast either. I don't ever know either. I didn't feel like when we started recording this that I was going to feel so passionately about it. I you mean. You feel very passionately about many things. I do. I think that's one of my top qualities yeah. is that I care deeply about things that matter in the world. And yeah. this has got me. Real charged up. Well, because also, like, in Forsyth County, which is a county in the state in which we live. Yeah, we're in Georgia. We were talking some shit about Texas, but we got our own problems. Yeah, no, we're we're also trash, if you (laughs) want to know the truth. There is actively book banning going on right now. One of my one of my dearest friends sent me a text and was like, You have to talk about this on your podcast. I'm like, girl, we already got that lined up. She was like, I can't believe this is actually happening. In my own county, in my kids' school system. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, it's real jacked up. So it's not just these states that I mentioned. There's book challenges and book bans trying to be put in place all across the country. And even so far as in Virginia, they're suing Barnes & Noble over books, and they may very well be removed from the bookstore. This has to stop. And it's a court of thorns and roses. So if any of you guys are book talkers or super into it, Akatar, as it's colloquially said. Oh, I've seen that on yeah, these it's, Facebook groups. It's, I haven't read it. It's like fairy porn. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know that. I think it is. I've never read it, but it's real popular. I mean, people should be able to read fairy porn if they want to. I, I just, and also, it's a bookstore. Like, you are spending your own dollars. How is it that they're trying to manage what you buy from a bookstore? This is why these things are important to people. Like, it is a slippery slope when you're starting to allow other people to determine what you can consume. Yeah, because let's say you don't care about fairy porn, and I don't particularly care about fairy porn, but once they take fairy porn away from these people that like fairy porn, who knows what they're going to come for next. They might come for my stuff. They might, or they probably will. My stuff is gay. They probably already came for it. (laughs) Your stuff is super gay. They definitely don't want that. <laughs> no. If they knew how gay your stuff was, they would be banning it. They left snatch my iPad right out of my hand. Left and right. Left and right. Well, guys, thanks for, if you've stuck with us this long, we appreciate you listening to me rant about banned books. And I hope that you go out and read some of the new books that we have. We have a scatter of light. The first to die at the end And you're a mean one, Matthew Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I won't get over that title. I know. It's a great title. So go out. 
buy some of these new books for the 1st of October so that your Kindle or your bedside pile of books is all stacked up for the holidays because we're going to be blowing through ours really quickly and reviewing these soon. And hey, go buy some band books too. Why not? Just a reminder, on the show notes, we also include Amazon affiliate links. Yes. And while we here at Your Rainbow Reads definitely support... Uh, local businesses and independent bookstores. If you do find that you need to order one of these books on Amazon, kindly use our link. We'll get a couple of cents from your little dollars. It doesn't cost you a single thing, but if you do click through it, it actually gives us a couple of cents, and that helps us continue to buy books to read and review for you guys. We appreciate you using those links, and we appreciate you listening more than you know. Yes, so go out and read some books, and have a great week. Take care out there. Bye.